This is Camp Hacker. Come find our show notes and our blog for camp directors and leaders at camphacker.tv. Good day and welcome to our podcast. This is Camp Hacker, episode 94, recorded on the 26th of October, 2016. On today's show, the Tool of the Week show. If you would like easy, automatic, free updates of our podcast, you can subscribe in iTunes or use the free Stitcher app. This week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored by GoCamp Pro. GoCamp Pro is a year-round online camp conference for the true summer camp mavericks, the camp pros who can't stand it when people say, that's not how we do things around here. GoCamp Pro is a community of year-round summer camp staffers who empower each other to make the big changes that camp needs so that our campers and staff will go and change the world. To try it free for one week, go to www.gocamp.pro. And this week's Camp Hacker podcast is sponsored in part by camp pros like you who support the show on Patreon. We want to thank those patrons who have been supporting the show from the beginning and without fail. David G, Andy L, Marie W, Teresa ML, Lisa Summer Fun, Ange A, Jack and Laura, and Mark P. If you've got even one good idea from the Camp Hacker podcast, you could show your support for the show for as little as $1 per episode. We've got some great rewards too, just like a Kickstarter campaign. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Camp Hacker. We hope you enjoy the Camp Hacker show. Hello, Camp Pros, and welcome to the Camp Hacker Podcast. My name is Travis Allison. I am a co-founder of Go Camp Pro, a year-round camp conference online just for summer camp professionals. Hi, my name is Dan Weir. I'm the Director of Camping Services at Frost Valley YMCA. Frost Valley is a year-round camp conference education facility up in the Catskill Mountains, about two and a half hours uh, away from Manhattan, and I oversee the overnight camping. And my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Camp Waro is an all-girls camp situated in the Laurentian Mountains of Quebec, and um, we focus on positive girl community. And my name is Joe Richards. I'm the executive director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, which is a United Church of Canada summer camp and retreat facility. We are located about halfway between Detroit and Toronto. Well, welcome back, everybody. I had the uh, the pleasure of seeing Joe last week. Going to see Gab in the next 10 days, too. And Dan, we'll just keep giving each other high fives on Skype. For the yes. <laughs> see each other one day. You know. <laughs> um, oh, we're, we're excited to have you here for this show. We're going to do something a little differently. We've done this a couple times for staff trainings where we sort of bounce back and forth with ideas. But... Um, as people are starting to get more and more stressed about their year and the stuff that they uh, are trying to accomplish, what we decided is we are going to give you as many tools to accomplish as many things as possible in one show. So we're calling this the Tool of the Week show. This whole thing is about Tools of the Week. And uh, so we're going to begin with apps and software and things we use on our computer to make our camp director life better. Uh, And I'm going to start us off, first of all, with the one thing that I use most consistently, hundreds of times a day, there's probably about three things I use that many times a day, but one that I've found consistently helpful, makes my life easier, um, means that I don't have to hire IT people, uh, is Google Apps for Business. So we use all of our emails for GoCamp Pro, for Walking Maverick, for Camp Hacker, all run through Google Apps for Business. And um, Beth and I coordinate things on a calendar because we both work in different offices and, um, you know, coordinate our family that way. 
and really just having the ease of access of all of my email since I started the Walking Maverick account almost 10 years ago available to me for search has saved my bacon so many times. Um, and uh, so for calendaring, it's great for keeping my contacts coordinated between my Gmail and my phone. I don't even think about it. It's so easy. And um, one particular trick I would share just to get us started is I use, there's several options for setting up your, your email inside Google Apps. And I use the one that's called Priority Inbox. And um, I have everything set. If you're not into organizing your email, you're going to gloss over for 60 more seconds and then I'm going to pass the baton. Um, <laughs> I use Priority Inbox. Everything that comes in automatically has a star applied to it. And then I can read an email. It'll you know be new new emails at the very top. And then a section below it that is starred and not archived. Those are things I have to deal with. And then um, a section below that's kind of reference material that I might need sometime soon. Everything else is archived and out of the way. So most of the time, two or three times a day, I get to the point that I have no unread emails and that I only have a list of usually less than 10, sometimes zero emails that I actually have to deal with. And then I have all the reference stuff below that. So it's a lot less stressful seeing this huge, I don't have to see this huge number of emails that I haven't dealt with. They've all been put into my system of things I need to do or answered quickly. And, uh, and then I move on from there. So Google Apps and uh, the particular way I've tuned the setup for that really does make my life way more easier than it used to be. And so uh, I'm grateful for that. We happen to have a free account um, from the good old days where you could get a certain number of free accounts. And we got grandfathered into that. But um, for nonprofits, you could still get it for free. And for profits, it usually costs $50 US per seat, meaning per email address, per person, uh, per year. And not having to hire someone to manage IT and emails for all of that stuff. So worth it to my mind if you can get it set up properly. So number one pick for me is Google Apps for Business. Uh, Gab, what's your number one pick for on your computer? On my computer would have to be Trello. Um, we've spoken about it on, on the show a couple of times and, um, anybody that's a listener of this show knows that my organizational skills is, I'm still working on that. Um, and so Trello really helps you organize, um, different projects that you're working on. Uh, we primarily use it for, for our staff. So, um, when we're hiring staff members, um, and it, and it can also be visual. So, um, for me, it's really important instead of just having the name, you know, uh, person X has applied, we actually have a, you know, a picture of them. We have all of their information, the contact information, and then you can also add, uh, you know, comments and so on and so forth. And you can create steps. So ha has this person gone through this step? Um, have they gone through, um, you know, how did they answer this or that? So we use it primarily for our staff hiring. And it can be a desktop app as well, uh, and you can use it on your phone. So uh, I really, I really enjoy using Trello for organizing. And if you have a lot of people involved, um, you can can make sure that you know they're following the proper steps. And it has really helped with our our office to to stay organized, especially if you have multiple offices. Um, so yeah, Trello's Trello's right up there for me. Amazing, right on. Um, I know many people that love Trello. It's great to hear that you've found a good system that you can duplicate for, for some big stressful part of um, the business of Oro. 
Uh, Dan, what's what's next for you? What's your your number one computer app that makes you easier to do your job? Yeah, um, uh, it. So you talk about Google um, Google Apps for business. Um, uh, one of the things that is in the Gmail app that makes my life utterly amazing is it's called Can Responses. Yes. And so you can create a response for um, any question or any email that you get that doesn't seem automatic. And so um, I get a lot of repetition. Uh, we, we serve a high volume of people. And so I get a high volume of, of the same question. And so any question I have to answer the same in a week, I make a canned response for. And then um, the, it's right, it's loaded in your Gmail. Um, and it's amazing because then I can, um, I, I can also just uh, edit it after I load it. And so I have, uh, it's just, it's made my life so much easier and it's the only way I can manage my email box um, and, and get through them in the day. So awesome. Right on. And Joe. I would think that one of the ones that uh, I use every day would be um, Evernote. So Evernote is both a, a desktop app and a, an app for my phone an app for anywhere. And I use it, uh, I have it set up for just basic note-taking and for um, getting things done if I follow that at any given time. And and it just as a reference for, you know, when I drive for camp, I have a, a note to, to put <clears throat> my kilometers in. And when I'm when somebody says we need this from town, I have a town list of things that I need to, to buy when I'm in town. So Evernote is, uh, I do pay a subscription fee for it, but there's a free there's a free level as well that will work for most people. Amazing. And I watched Joe's brother, Dan, taking handwritten notes on Evernote on a tablet this weekend at the conference that, that Joe was hosting that I was speaking at. And um, Evernote's come a long way since I first started using it years ago. So it's uh, neat to see that you can also just write your notes into it and it translates them into text for you. Perfect. Um, so we're going to go pretty rapid fire. My Google apps explanation might've been too long, so we'll just keep things going quick. Other thing that I use every day, so many times I forget how many times a day I use it. It's called text expander, and it is a piece of software that takes a bit of practice to get used to, but once you start to do it, it is amazing. Um, the fun thing about text expander is it will save your statistics of how much time it saves you. And uh, in the past 16 months, it has saved me 40 hours of work. And uh, so it has saved me a whole week in the last year of work. Text Expander is an app that's installed on my computer that allows me to put in something called a snippet. So it'd be a short piece of code that I've made up that then expands into a longer phrase or word, etc. So I consider things that I type more than three or four times a day, same way as Dan's thinking about canned responses. Things that I type more than three or four times a day, I make a snippet out of it. And so, for example, um, if you've tried to contact me, you may know that I use multiple email addresses for different projects, etc. They all go to the same box, but I need to sometimes sign them with different things. So I have a little code um, that I type in that will expand each one of those emails. It saves me about half of the characters. So not a, a lot on, you know, one-on-one -on -one uses, I don't save a lot. Um, but on the bigger cases, it continues on. So when I'm taking notes for a coaching call, I use two specific snippets. I use a snippet that is CH, I have to look at my fingers, CHCOD, it's Camp Hacker, what CH stands for. COD is a, a coaching description, coaching call description, is how I remember that, COD. 
and that expands to coach and call and then the date on the end of it and it puts the cursor in the middle that said that allows me to type in frost valley y for who's my coach then i start the neck the note and then i put in chcon coaching uh, camp hacker coaching notes and that expands into this great big list that includes an agenda um you know notes from the call lessons accountables from our last call um, things for me to do, things for the next person to do, and the date for my next call. All those things just pop up, and then I just have to fill in my little spaces. So that was something that I was doing multiple times a day, so I just created a snippet and saved myself the time. If I want to type in my Camp Hacker email address, I will put in CH for Camp Hacker, and then EM at the end for email. CH, CHEM turns into Travis at CampHacker.tv. And um, there's lots of videos you can do. I'm working on one myself for GoCamp Pro members to show you how Text Expander can save you this much time. But I, now that I've developed the habit, um, can't believe how much time it saves me and how many times a day I use it. I really do use it hundreds of times a day. Even just typing my own name, um, I type in TTR and it expands into Travis Allison, which I type my own name probably a few dozen times a day too. So. My uh, my big one's Text Expander, and uh, it would change the world for me if I didn't have it. Uh, I'm not going to go in exactly the same order, so I'm going back to you, Joe. The second one, I guess on my list, um, <clears throat> this isn't one I use every day, but it's one that surprises people when we need to resize photographs at camp, and you want to resize a whole bunch at once to get them down to something you can post online. There's a an app called photo resize. And when you type that in, you're going to get thousands of hits. I've put the link in the show notes and it is brilliant because all you do to resize is say, um, is you change the name of the app on your desktop. So right now mine is set to photo resize 3,500, which means the, the shortest side of that photo is going to be 3,500 pixels. So if I, uh, Camp Brain is a great example for this because to put people's photos into Camp Brain, camper photos, they only print out on my reports if they're under a certain size, if they're like 320 pixels or less per side. And so <clears throat> I'll just set photo resize to 310. Um, and then I can resize the entire folder at once. It takes maybe 30 seconds. And then I have all of those photos able to go into Camp Rain and be printed on reports. Photo resize. And everyone I share it with, it's just an app that lives on your desktop and you drag a photo into it to resize. It, it can't be simpler than this. Beauty. Uh, Gab. Are we still sticking with desktops? or? Yeah, anything? for a bit, if you've got some more. Yeah, I, I'm going to state the extreme obvious, but um, for me... And for anybody that's on GoCamp Pro, but I love Slack yeah, and yeah. I'm a big fan of Slack. And uh, if you have multiple offices, if you're working on uh, different with different teams, um, it's an amazing way to have to organize conversation. And I think it's for me at this moment, the best tool for uh, making sure that things aren't um, there's no misunderstandings. And if you're supervising staff members, um, I find it very difficult to supervise staff members when they're emailing each other and you're not part of that conversation. Right. Right. So just seeing, just hearing or seeing what they're talking about, you can chime in. Um, and it also makes it light um, in the sense of not too serious. Um, you can add um, gifts, funny pictures, um, you know, documents, but it has almost every team that I end up working with, I use, we start a Slack group so that we can um, 
you know, remain on the same page. But I, I, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Right. And it, it operates in a lot along the same lines as Gmail in that you can go back and search through old stuff. Exactly. And Gab, do you folks pay for Slack in your office or are you still using the free one? We're still using the free one. And yeah. I have at this point, I think up to eight groups, Slack groups. Right. So some for my staff, for a core team, and then any committee that I'm on, it's my stipulation. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, guess what, guys? I'm going to teach you this. It's called Slack. Right um, so, yeah, I, I find it to be fantastic. An awesome tool for replacing, um, as Gab says, replacing team conversations in, in email um, and just a fun way to keep easy communication going. Uh, yeah. On and on. Right on. Dan. Um, uh, I got a few, uh, so, um, this is, this one's called space monger and it's a visualize, uh, it's a visualizer for the space you have on your computer. And so sometimes the search, um, doesn't always pull up. Like when you're searching your computer, it doesn't always pull up everything, uh, because you might miss title things or, uh, how in depth the search are, but space monger, um, allows for me to kind of visually see how my folders are set up and the files that are in that. And then it allows for me to condense things and keep my computer clean. Um, so I really, uh, and it's a free app. It's, it's, um, uh, it's funny. It hasn't been updated in years, but it's basic and it works and it's, it's nice. Um, so space mongers is that app. Perfect. Um, uh, okay. So another quick one for me, it's called newsfeed eradicator and I'll put the link in the show notes. It's a Chrome extension for Facebook. Um, I use Facebook a lot for um, managing clients' Facebook pages, for looking at the summer camp professionals group, uh, etc. And I hate that they work so hard to get me sucked into Facebook. And the way I control that is to use this app so that there is no news for me, news feed for me when I sign in on my computer. It's different on my phone. I try not to go there unless I have time to just flick through things. Um, but it cuts out everything in that news feed in that center column. It just puts up a lovely inspirational quote. So I can go straight to Summer Camp Professionals if I need to, or the Camp Acker page, or whatever I need. But I'm not stuck in that um, that mind suck that is that. So I, every time I open up Facebook on Chrome, Newsfeed Eradicator inspires me instead of sucks me into the uh, the hellhole of the newsfeed um, and get me stuck there for half an hour. So uh, Newsfeed Eradicator is mine, Gabrielle. Mine's a little bit more expensive, um, but um, I like uh, Final Cut uh, Pro for um, for video editing. Um, so those that that use maybe another edit- editing software, you'll probably find that they crash very often. Um, so it's about four hundred dollars, and there's a little bit of a learning curve, but your videos it'll save you in time. Um, and and there's a lot of great tutorials out there um, to to help you out. But if you can you know, just splurge that little extra bit. I find that, that using uh, final cut is pretty awesome and it, it won't crash and it has some great effects and it'll just make your videos look a little bit more professional. Great. Dan. Um, one that is free, um, uh, is GIMP, uh, G I M M P. And, uh, I use it for, for manipulating photos. Um, but it's free and, um, yeah, I, I love it. Excellent. Um, Joe. 
Uh, Dropbox or Box, both are online storage sites, and I literally use it all the time. I just don't pay attention to the fact that I'm using it because it's on my computer. We use, there are two different things. Dropbox and Box are two different companies. I happen to have 50 gigabytes of storage on Box, and so we use that account to back up our entire camp file system somewhere so that we know what's going on and we know we can get that back if we need it. Um, we're not, <clears throat> we don't access those files at all um, because we do that internally, but Dropbox or Box, any sort of online file storage. Excellent. Thank you. Um, mine is a, also a video editor, Gab. It is, uh, it is called ScreenFlow for Mac and it does 80% of what Final Cut does and um, it's sort of lightweight. It's about $100 for ScreenFlow 6. And um, I have given up on Final Cut entirely because it does everything that I need to put out these videos on YouTube. If some of you are watching on YouTube to do um, screencasts, all of the stuff that I need for GoCamp Pro. And uh, it is only for Mac. There is Camtasia, which works for Mac and Windows for the same sort of thing. But I can only recommend ScreenFlow. Um, Dan, do you have more computer stuff? Uh, just a GOM player. Uh, so I do a lot of uh, presentations and, and um, a lot of slideshows, and it it's kind of vital that your computer boots up correctly and you have a video player that <laughs> consistently performs. So I found that uh, GOM player, GOM uh, player, has been great um, and it's been very lightweight in terms of the computer usage, um, and it executes really well. Right on. So GOM player. Right. Yes. GOM player. Yeah. Got it. And it's free. I love all your open source uh, choices, Dan. Good for you. Yeah. Um, Gab. I think I'm ready to move on to apps for phones, but so I'll, I'll, I'll pass so I can add okay. some phone ones. Yeah. All right. Joe, do you have more computer ones? Yeah, I have two. The first one is Google Calendar, which if you use, uh, we could do a whole show on how to tweak your inbox in in Gmail to <laughs> to work. And and I once I work on Google Apps, but Google Calendar is one of those things that we have it set up. Um, I use it every day, all the time. I use it within an app on my phone, right? And um, and we've trained our kids to use it on our our personal Google Apps account, right? So that our kids can put their own things in, and I can see their their calendars. And it is it's it's something that every family. I'm not sure how the fridge calendar would work in today's world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second app I have is similar. It sounds similar to what Dan was saying earlier with um, with the Windows directory app. This is a I believe this is a Windows one, and it's called Win. Dire stat. So W I N D I R S T A T. And what it does, you ever had a computer where you <clears throat> you're running out of space and you're like, how am I possibly running out of space? And WinDirectStat, um, it visualizes your storage on your computer and leaves the bigger files as bigger blobs of color so that you can click on a big blob of color and be like, oh, I have a video that's taking up four gigabytes of space you know, that doesn't need to be on my computer and, and you can go around and delete, um, delete them from, 
from it's it's not something I use every day, but when my computer is getting too full, I'll certainly go through and see where my large files are. Awesome. Good stuff. I'm just taking a quick look through my apps to see if there's other ones that I have. Dan, do you have more computer computery ones? Um, a lot of them are web-based. Uh, the only, um, I would say lynda.com, yeah. L-Y-N-D-A. Um, they, uh, it has a, a computer-based app so you can record videos or save videos to your computer. But uh, Lynda is just, uh, it's a, it's, I have the paid business subscription, which is, I think, 35 a month. Uh, but it, any skill that you're lacking um, in terms of uh, business uh, computer programming, um, they have a video for it. And uh, not only a video, but a, um, a course. And so, like, I, I've watched a number of YouTube videos on different Microsoft Excel tricks, and they're not bad, but it's not sequential. You also don't know the expertise of the person, and, and lynda.com really verifies it. So for my office... Um, you know, I have three people that are, are continually working registration and need to keep up on their computer skills. And so definitely uh, having a, a group account under my name has been awesome for the, for the office. Um, so, um, that's a computer app. Um, everything else I could kind of push into web, um, okay. web app. Um, Salesforce is the only other one I could think of that, I, that we use. Um, so a CRM, some, a customer relationship manager, but, uh, um, we use Salesforce. I know if you have CampMinder, it's kind of built in to it, but um, that is a, a, a great app as well. Um, but that's more of a, a website than an app. But, okay. Yeah. Well, what's what's cool about Linda is also all the apps and or programs that we're talking about right now. Linda.com has courses, um, has courses on them right. on Slack on trail on those. Uh, it's it's quite an amazing educational bank. Great. That's awesome. The other thing about Linda to pay attention to is that your public library might give you free access to Linda. Mm -hmm. I know that um, I have a library card at St. Thomas Public Library, and that gets me a library card at the London. And when I was in at a workshop, they said, oh, access all of Linda for free with your library card. And I was like, sweet. That is That's amazing. awesome. <clears throat> Good. I'm really pleased that we're able to get stuff at all sorts of different price points today. Um, I'll give you my minor, a few of mine left on my computer. Um, Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T is the, the personal um, to-do management list that I use. For any projects, I've done a lot of work with projects and I've tried out Trello and Asana, any sort of multi-office, multi-person projects. I have found that I always come back to Basecamp. Basecamp is the one that people who are not comfortable with technology can handle because it allows you to basically work through your email box, which is a philosophy that I hope you don't do. But I have to acknowledge that there are people not as comfortable with technology as I am. And so they can see what's you know expected of them through their inbox. And it seems like it's just set up the website interface is um, easy for people to use who aren't super comfortable with technology. Um, one specific more or two more apps uh, one is called annotate um it's a, a you could use Snagit or jing even those are screen capture software so if i am trying to um, just illustrate a point show somebody hey you need to click here on this thing i just ca capture it with annotate 
and uh, send them the picture often with an arrow that says here's the thing here's the button on the website that you're looking for click here and uh, use annotate all the time one last thing i guess this is our transition then to web-based apps before phone apps um, also for google apps is called boomerang and it's for my gmail and if there's an email that i'm writing somebody back and i know they're not super reliable at getting back to me I will click boomerang and it'll say if no one replies in this term no one replies in one week or no one replies in two weeks then put this back in my inbox uh, because the other gmail trick i use is that if i send an email to someone i have it set so that after i send an email the whole thread of conversations gets archived so i'm not keeping those things that i'm waiting for people to get back to me on in my inbox it's already been dealt with on my side but if I'm worried that this person will be unreliable, then I set use Boomerang to have it come back into my inbox when I need. Or if I just Travis, need to clean out my inbox for a bit, um, I'll have stuff that like I can't handle it till next week, so I push it out of my inbox and have it come back to me when it's time. Yeah, Dan. I think you just changed my life. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, that that is that's probably like about fifty percent of my job is right. remembering to follow up with people and yeah. I keep them tagged in my inbox. And I'm now giddy for when this episode's over and I can download that app. <laughs> I'm like that. that it's, just, it's a Chrome yeah, extension that's awesome. that's, for, yeah. for Gmail. And uh, so it is free. Um, you can boomerang a certain number of things a month for free, which I tend to stay within that. No problem. But um, if you're if that's 50% of your life, Dan, then you I bet paying for it would uh, save you a lot of mental stress. Yeah, I've just been flooding Google Calendar, but that would be great if it just reappeared. So. Yeah, yeah. Right on. So other web apps, Dan, you said you had web apps. Um, yeah. So we talked about Google apps uh, before, um, but I just really want to highlight two that I think get underused. One is forms, Google forms. Oh, yeah. um, you, you can make a survey so quickly and you don't need a lot of skill. Um, I, I have coached a number of people here how to make a survey. Um, you know, I think survey monkey, um, it costs money. And also people's comfortability with going to another website, but Google Forms is just—it's—it's it's really easy, really simple. Uh, I use it on everything from Northeast Y uh, Camp Conference website, how you submit a session, to um, all the parent surveys we do. Um, and they just add a new feature that tabulates it all for you as well, too, which is just—it's great. Awesome. Right on. Gab, do you have stuff that you would say are more web app than um, than app on your phone? Um, I think, uh, I like, there's a new, there's a new website, um, web app that if you're, if you, if you need to do it yourself, uh, Webby do is really, really, really cool. Um, so I used to use Squarespace before and it's still very good. Um, if you, if you need like a simple page to, to do, but Webby do for me is, is the new, it's the new kid in town and it's, uh, it's a web app and it's, it's, they have amazing customer service, but it's, it's fairly simple to use if you have some a little bit of design experience, uh, and I'm loving it. So it will allow you to create web single web pages or whole websites. It'll, it'll allow you to create a whole website okay. um, without any coding. Um, but um, it's yeah, it's fantastic. But I'd probably put Squarespace and uh, Webby do together if you're not as if you're not as um, design savvy, you probably want to go with Square, Squarespace. But if you if you have a little bit more of knowledge and and you like fiddling around and okay with the learning curve, I'd go with Webidoo. Cool, cool, cool. 
Uh, Joe, do you have any web app specific ones? Canva is one that yes. uh, I know yes, you yes, introduced yes. me to a while ago, Travis. And what uh, what hap- what's happened here with Canva is um, we use Squarespace as our our web base our our website stuff, but Canva allows our office staff who are not graphically design oriented to create things that look good. I'm not saying they look amazing, but mm-hmm. um, if you know, if you have a feel for it, you can Canva can make anything look amazing. Okay. If you don't have a feel for it, you can make a basic announcement look pretty good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we have that. I have some that are crossover between web based and yep. and what is uh, on your phone, but I think a lot of those relate to the phone, the ease of use on the phone more than the web based sitting at my computer. Okay. So, uh, Canva is the big one. Squarespace, as was mentioned, is is also great. Um, and if you're into it and have the ability, WordPress is a, a web based app that can let you create websites. You just need to be more more oriented towards programming. Then, right. Good. Um, so. One the one web app that I had left on my list is called Buffer BufferApp.com, and it is a subscription we pay for through GoCamp Pro to manage all of our social accounts. That is all the Camp Hacker ones, all the GoCamp Pro ones, etc., and allows us to upload a bunch of social media posts and then forget them. Um, you basically create a buffer of things and say we want to post. We set up individual schedules. So Camp Hacker um, on Twitter, we want to post to three times a day. The Summer Camp Professionals Group, we want to post to once a week. Um, the Camp Hacker um, or the Go Camp Pro Facebook page, we want to post to once a day and set those individual schedules and then fill up the buffer. I also have found um, an app called, I think it's High Play, H I P L A Y, that also feeds buffer that allows you to create basically a. Um, a stream of your own posts, the ones that would be evergreen, meaning they're not dated, like send your forms in by Friday. Um, so for past Camp Hacker um, shows, for past Camp Hacker blog posts, for past GoCamp Pro blog posts, pulling in the blog posts of all the GoCamp Pro founders, um, those things will just circulate forever. Um, you know, when the, there's space available in the buffer, it'll put them in there and, and uh, High Play does that for you. So um, it uh, it's cut back on a ton of time that I used to waste managing putting stuff in to out to go to our social things, and every time we put stuff out on, for example, summer camp professionals, the automated one once a week, we get a surge of people looking at our material again, and uh, so it's paid off for sure. Um, any more web apps? Let's see if we do that before we move on to apps. I like using Mint. I don't know if you if you guys have have used Mint, but it's it's a helps track uh, just financial spending. And I find especially during the summer, um, I have a hard time keeping up with that. And yep. it's a it's a web app. Obviously, you can also it's an app for your phone. Um, but just keeping track of of uh, comings and goings and making sure that any of if I have you know my driving staff that go and you know do our purchases that they have that app and and we can just keep track of of you know what we're where is our money going to <laughs> during the summer? And it, it does great graphs and uh, it's a, it's a really good, it's a, it's easy to use, but I, I think it, it just makes me feel a little bit more sane. Right. In the end. I also use buffer and I enjoy it by the way. I love that. I think that's such a great tool. Cool. 
Cool, cool. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see us all now shift from looking at the cameras down to looking at our phones in our hands yeah. as we start to pull up our most used apps on our phones. Um, I think this group is pretty thoughtful about this sort of stuff in general, so I don't even know where to start. But um, I'll make it, Dan. What uh, what for you is um, is the number one app on your phone that you want to talk about? Uh, oh, number one. I got to rank them now. This is uh, uh, well, the uh, first one you're going to talk about, not ranked. Uh, yeah, the first one. Um, uh, so I like the app uh, Daily Cost. Um, so I uh, go on a fair amount of business uh, trips and um, I often have to use petty cash or I have to use um, my credit card and, and sometimes I forget how much I spend. So Daily Cost just allows for you to enter in um, how you, uh, what you spent, how you spent it, and it's archived. So I've used it a few times where um, where we just need a quick estimate or I've had a question uh, about petty cash. I could go back to, oh, no, I'll go back and check that day. And so um, that's been a really great one. It's a free app. Have you got two or three more that we'll do a bunch of bunches for yeah, bunches? Yeah, totally. um, So um, another one I use is Forest. Um, so I um, sometimes have uh, – I've, I've noticed in my work – that um, I could get really bogged down on just responding to things. And so I, in order to get a significant project done, I have to kind of turn off every device. I have to just focus. And so Forest uh, is so silly. Um, you set your phone on a timer anywhere from like 15 minutes to 120 minutes, and it grows a tree while you're, on, uh, while you're not touching your phone. And if you try to use your phone, you have to destroy your tree. You have to cut <laughs> your tree. And um, it works. It works. It totally works. It's like so silly. Um, and it was something that I heard off of some podcast where they're talking about tricking your brain into yeah. allowing free to work more. But it's a it's a, it's a free app. Um, and then you get coins from more trees you grow. You grow different types of trees. It's a whole, whole thing. So that's um, a really uh, – fun uh, app that I use. Uh, another one I use is Today. Um, and so Today is a combination of reminders, but also um, uh, uh, keeping track. So uh, basically, uh, Today is uh, free up to a certain point, And it has, for instance, three reminders on there. So as I'm building a skill, or I, uh, like I need to remind myself every other day to work out, or I need to remind myself that, like, oh, you're trying to learn Spanish. Make sure you get your Spanish lesson in today. Like, those those sorts of things. Um, and it keeps track. And, uh, and then it has the little thing where it feeds you for every time you make an appointment. So it rewards you um, or acknowledges every time you, you've had a streak. So, um, so that's a really great app. Uh, again, free. And the last one this is going to sound silly. Um, I have a lot of banter with uh, my staff and with alumni and with uh um yeah just kind of everyone in that booth so um i have the giphy app on my yes. phone g-i-p-h-y and i find um written communication can often be misinterpreted and uh if you say something that could come off too strong uh people take it as that you're angry and so um sometimes i will work in a gif um uh, every once in a while uh to just keep the mood light and so there's sometimes where people are messaging me and all i do is respond in gifts and it, it's fun <laughs> and it works and um but it keeps the banter moving and keeps the relationship there and uh and it's just it's also amusing so um yeah right on those are, those are my four apps cool so dan i know that you have to go do you have any final any final apps is that those are your big phone ones 
Yeah, that that's really the biggest ones. You know, podcasting. I love Downcast. Mm-hmm. Um, is a really great one. Yeah. Um, uh, other than that, we've pretty much have been covering most of the things that I use on a day to day for work. Um, you know, I I outside that's like fancy football and uh, and like you know a few news apps. But um, yeah, that's that's really it. So amazing. All right. Well, Dan, thanks for being on the show. If people want to follow up with you, where should they? Um, how can they get in touch? Yeah. Um. You, so you can find me at. Uh, so I work at Frost Valley YMCA, which is frostvalley.org. You email me through there, which is just camp director at frostvalley.org. I also have all my presentations and um, have a site called danlovescamp.com as well too. Uh, but that, yeah, those are the easiest ways to find me. Cool. Thanks for sharing all these things that make you a great camp director, Dan. Thank you. All right. Um, Joe, do you have a list? Um, you know, do two or three, and then we'll come back around to you if you've got more than that. Yeah, I have a list. It's up to fifteen on my <laughs> on my apps list. Uh, the first one, the first one is web based as well, and it works both. Um, I use it all the time. That's why I forgot about it on web based is LastPass, which is a password manager. Um, and the fact that I don't need to add. The fact that I don't need to add uh, passwords into to boxes on my phone, I can just um, I can just have LastPass put them in is great. Um, the second app I use a lot is Pocket. So Pocket is like an Instapaper. It it just saves articles to so I can read them at some other point when I have time. I use Pocket all the time to to save things I want to do, and you can save videos and you can save um, everything else. Um, let's see, Flipboard. I stopped downloading news apps, mm-hmm. like newspaper apps, and I just went to Flipboard because it works for me. I can put my feeds in there, so I have I get my Twitter and some Facebook in there, but I get I just search for topics and put them in, and then um, it works really well uh, for that. And Flipboard is not the news, but it's a it's a way. Like recently, I've added news sites I wouldn't normally go to, like Fox News out of the states, just to yeah. see what craziness is on in the world. <laughs> um, and so it's a great way to just get a, a mix of things, so you're not overloaded by one thing at a time. And then uh, <clears throat> looking down the list, you know, there's there's an app that's specifically for Android phones called Pie Control which allows you to, all of the apps that you use most, allows you to touch your finger to the side of the phone and it gives you access to just, just swipe up to them. Pie Control is the name of the app. It's uh, How do you spell it? I, I use it all the time. Pie, P-I-E, Control. That's interesting. I'll look for it's that. It's just sure. a little thing. So, yeah, when I put my thumb on the edge of my screen, I get, you know... Six, uh, 12 different, yeah. That's how I pick the apps I use the most because the ones right. I use the most I put in by control. So I don't have to go into my apps list. I just touch it and go like, okay, so if I, I have some time, I'll go to Flipboard right now. Or yeah. I have some time, I'll go to Feedly or to Storm, any right. of those. So yeah. Good. Okay, so I'll come back to you uh, if you've got more. Uh, how about for you, Gab? What's your list? Yep. Um. I don't have 15. So I'm, I'm writing down all of uh, Joe's, <laughs> Joe's apps. But if, okay, so it, <laughs> I have a theme. Uh, it's it's mostly about design, but it's, yeah. it's to help you do design in an easy and fun way. So my three for design on my phone, 
uh, is a beautiful mess um, after light. And then um, this GIF maker, which, oh, it is called just GIF maker, basically. Um, and so a beautiful mess, a, they all have a little bit of different uh, uses, but a beautiful mess can, you have, you know, really nice little doodles that you can put over top of images. Um, you can put messages, all that kind of stuff. So that looks great on Instagram. Um, Afterlight can really spruce up your pictures. It looks like you... You, you know, you had some sort of twin lens camera with vintage, whatever, all over. It's beautiful. Um, and then the gift maker uh, allows you to use pictures from your phone and, and to create um, up to five pictures, uh, you know, uh, a GIF or from videos or from pictures from Facebook. So that's also really fun for Instagram and uh, reaching out to your campers. And even if you have a special meal at camp, um, and you take five pictures of the chef making that meal, you know, from beginning to end in five pictures. That's the kind of stuff that you don't need your computer program to do. And I find really, you know, really, really helpful. So those are my three uh, design apps that I have on my phone that I use all the time. Amazing. Amazing. So Joe skipped right by something that I don't want to let go. Uh, in fact, two things I want to pick up on what Joe said. Number one was Feedly. Feedly is a way to sort news from websites. So it's how I follow on um, camp news. It's how I follow up on news about all sorts of things. Photography stuff that interests me and allows me to have it all in one place. So open up the phone app or the iPad app. Um, or I need to take a break at the office and I just open up Feedly.com. And it allows me to find um, the specific sites that I want to watch for news, etc. Um, <clears throat> my next... Oh, the other thing I was going to pick up from Joe was LastPass. Um, I don't know how to say this with as much kindness as it deserves, but um, if you don't use a password manager um, like LastPass, or in my case, I use 1Password, if you don't use one of those and use create complicated passwords for things, you have already been compromised. Somebody has already got access to your computer. Somebody yeah. has already got access to your banking information, etc. It is yeah. irresponsible of you as an adult in 2016 to not use a password database and very complicated passwords. And nothing frustrates me more than going to a website that won't allow you to use complicated passwords. It makes me go drive me crazy. Um, and enough <laughs> people around me have been compromised and you know, had money stolen from them or um, had their identity stolen or that like, it is, it is irresponsible as an adult, let alone a camp director managing other people's kids um, to not use complicated passwords. And once you can never remember. So you use LastPass or 1Password to store those things. And then they also copy and paste from within your phone, um, you know, to assign into a website or an app. And um, if anybody, I, in fact, I will offer this for free. Go to uh, go email me, Travis at camphacker.tv. I will spend five minutes with you and help you set it up to do it because I believe so strongly in this. Um, See, and I'll admit I'm one of those irresponsible individuals. And I, <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds okay. This is me being very um, naive, but if you if you're if you're posting your last pass password somewhere in your phone can't somebody just figure that out i guess that's what the email is for but uh, see in my head i'm like well th you know they'll just find it sure um and totally fair question so 
Um, why it's called LastPass or 1Password is you create one password that's complicated to remember. And um, so it's the only one of those passwords you have to remember. So um, most people who have an iOS device with um, the fingerprint thumb scanning or a new Google device with the fingerprint scanning, that biometric scan will open that database. The database itself is encrypted, meaning that no one can access it without your one password. So if your your one password, your last password you put in is giraffe, um, that's not complicated enough. But uh, I remember one of the first complicated passwords I ever used was never eat shredded wheat. And it's that many, each extra character you add on requires a ton more time to crack that. So never eat shredded wheat is not a very complicated password anymore. Um, but you just have one that you can remember. It could be the first line of your favorite book. Like that could be a hundred characters, something like that that you will remember, but people won't associate with your birthday, places you've lived, your family names, um, you know, passwords, one, two, three, four, any of those really simple to guess things. It's something that is unique to you that you'll remember. And then you don't have to remember that one. Everything else is copy and paste from this encrypted database that you control. Um, That's cool. So if you want, Gab, I will finish the Skype call with you and help me set one up. <laughs> I need it. Because <laughs> you don't have to ever, you don't have to remember the words and numbers and symbols. You just copy and paste them yeah. from the database into your, uh, the the web form, uh, et cetera. Yeah, no, and I'm, I, I'm like, the, I wouldn't say I'm the worst, but I'm very close. I would, I have probably second place for the worst. I, I can't remember them. I create them. I have to reset them. Um, the, the amount of different passwords I have. It right. drives me mental. Yeah. Well, of course, and that's the problem of being an adult in this world. You have to have. You should each password yeah. should be unique, and they should all be complicated. So complicated that you'll never remember them. And yeah. so um, that's the only way to be successful. People just get tired and type in draft one two three and roll the dice. And um, if you've seen all the lists of passwords that have been compromised from major websites, etc., then um, you know that it is. It's just irresponsible at this point, I think, to, to do that. Yeah. So. Tough love. I like it. Rant over. Um, <laughs> apps that will make you a better camp director. I use Pocket Cast as my, my podcast listener app. And I have it, like a, all these software things, I have it tuned up to my personal preference. One thing I do is I create a playlist called News, where I listen to CBC News, um, BBC News, and NPR News. And I used to listen to Al Jazeera before they stopped the feed. But um, so that in the first thing in the morning, I listen to that playlist while I'm making breakfast for Beth, or she's getting ready for work, or I'm making coffee. I listen to that walking map so that I feel like I have listened to the news once in a day. And um, and that's all that's in that little playlist. And I can make other playlists for different things. Um, and I can also listen to, poc- uh, to podcasts at extra speed. So I usually listen to podcasts at um, 1.5 times the normal speed or 1.8 times the normal speed um, so that I can listen to more of them in the short period of time that I have while taking Maverick around the block. So um, since I went on such a rant and I've only really done one app, um, I'm going to pass it back to Joe to give us some more out of his 15. Okay. These two are related. The first one is one called Custom Soundboard, which is on my Android, and we put on a tablet this summer for our morning radio show. 
Um, so custom soundboard allows you to record voice memos and turn them into playable sound bites, or you can download online MP3s or, or sound files and put them in. Um, and it's brilliant because we recorded our, our radio show intro at, at a local radio station and they emailed it to us and, and then we could, you know, we could play it, just press the, press the button on the soundboard and it plays. Um, and it's great. The second one to attach to that is uh, a, a, an app called Zedge, Z-E-D-G-E. And yep. it is for essentially finding ringtones and um, notification sounds, which is also great because some of those we use on our custom soundboard, right? Baby laughing or, you know, crowd applause or uh, chewy Chewbacca screaming. Um, right. So it allows you to on your phone, you can you can set different people to have different ringtones. So whenever my son texts me right now, Chewbacca screams at me, which is great. Um, and then I know it's I know that it's Matthew and it's brilliant. Um, and so different people have different sounds. And when my buddy Ian, who's a, um, a really big Star Wars fan, when he texts me, it's R2-D2, right? So I only have those attached to one person. And Zedge allows me to do a lot of those um, customizations. Um, sticking with the idea of sound, uh, VLC for Android is a uh, an app that allows your phone to basically play any, and when I mean any, I mean any video sound file format um, no more of this you don't have the right extension vlc just plays it um, i use it to store movies on my phone so when i'm traveling i can um, i can watch movies on my phone and it just plays back with vlc amazing right on uh cap what else you got um these are sort of a little bit more personal ones but um i, I think a lot of us have different health sort of uh, apps and mm-hmm. um I have, a, I have, you know, flu of them like drinking water, blah, blah, blah. But um, the three that I use over and over again are um, there's a Jamie Oliver app that basically has 20 minute meals. Um, and, uh, and there's another one that's not 20 minutes, just a whole bunch of meals. But basically what's great about it is that it comes with its own shopping list, mm. that it has little videos on how to do things. Um, so but smart. I just, I don't have recipes in my, with me when I want to go shopping. And so I have my list with me and I can, you know, check it off and, um, it just helps me, you know, be excited about, about cooking. Um, the other one is the, uh, Nike train, um, app that's free and you can do 15 minute workouts or you can do 45 minute workouts and you gain points. And, um, but by far I find when I'm traveling, this is something you can do in your hotel room. It's also something you can do um, at camp in the morning before you go to a meeting, which I try to do. So I just have my head cleared um, before I, I start the day. It's like a little me time. And then the last thing, which I've mentioned on, I think, on Camp Hacker before, but um, the app Clue, which is a period tracker. And um, that's it. I use this often. And um, and I think it's it's very helpful. <laughs> At camp is very helpful. It has a little uh, circle and where you are in your cycle. And when you're PMSing, it has these stormy clouds. And so uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, stormy cloud time. And, and at one of our staff meetings, I held my phone up and I said, OK, I'm at stormy time right now. So <laughs> my patient level is still there. But let's let's all <laughs> let's all tread, you know, you know, in a 
in a thoughtful, mindful way. Um, so no, it, it's great. It keeps, it keeps track and, um, it's really simple and easy to use. And then it, it's a, it's a good way of, of you, you know, you know, learning about your body and, and how you're doing. And, um, that's how I learned that, uh, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not gluten intolerant or I don't have an allergy to gluten, but I realize that it does affect, uh, it affects, you know, my periods and stuff in a, right. in a harder way. So, um, it lessens it. Like I was like, Oh, this actually causes more issues. So it's a great, it's a, so I'm just being really sharesy right now, but That's good. That's good. That's <laughs> there good. you go. Those are my three apps. More than I half like. of our listeners. I think at last count, it was about 66% of our listeners yeah. are pumping their fists and saying, finally, something <laughs> to help out with that. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little app. And I have, and then again, like I have my staff, they, I suggest it to them. I say, Hey, maybe you would like yeah. this app. And, um, yeah, it's, I, I like things that are simple and they pretty. So clue is a great one. Great. Great, great. So I'm going to do a block of mine and then I'm going to come back to you for the one remaining app that you think should absolutely be mentioned, both um, Gabby and Joe. So uh, I don't go anywhere without turning on Waze, W-A-Z-E, W-A-Z-E, if you're a U.S. American. Um, it is owned by Google. It is an app that gives you directions to things, but also takes into consideration traffic. And there have been times when I check the route that Waze is sending me and I think that makes no sense whatsoever. And um, every time I have not trusted Waze, um, once in its early days, it sent me in a bit of a circle. But in the, I've been using this since I used to uh, travel to work in Toronto um, starting eight years ago. And so I've been using it for eight years. And even on a simple trip to visit my mother-in-law, we turn it on because it once saved us an hour in a 45 minute trip, it saved us an hour, um, oh. because it got us off the major highway when there was an accident. So ways I use for every trip, um, something else that some of you will appreciate won't affect a lot of you, but, um, when we were camp directing, we were driving all the time and, um, sometimes you just can't help, but, um, get stuck when you're on the road and you're exhausted and you're having a hard time staying awake. And I have an app on my phone called stay awake that um, will set a random timer between 60 seconds and five minutes um, that all of a sudden beeps and blares at you and you have to touch the screen to turn it off. And um, in really desperate drives, when I just needed to make it the last half hour home, I've turned Stay Awake on and I think it's been helpful. Uh, other apps that I use all the time, I try to keep a not very many cards in my wallet, I try to keep a really small wallet. And so I have the, the Tim Hortons app to pay for my Tim Hortons. I have the strawberry, strawberry Starbucks app to pay for my Starbucks and another app called Cardstar that takes all of the gym membership stuff. Um, my venture one account for Canada post, all those cards are in there. So I don't have to physically carry them everywhere I go. Um, and my last one, this is a good bookend to my rant, um, is, uh, called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y. Um, you can also use Google Authenticator for this, and it allows you to have what's called two-factor authentication for signing into things. And two-factor authentication has saved our bacon when somebody tried to compromise Beth's uh, email, and it has people have made many attempts on my email addresses as well. Those older ones that have been around for a long time, like Travis at WalkingMaverick.com, but I have two-factor authentication on. So when I sign into an uh, Gmail on my phone for the first time. I put in my name and my complicated password, and then I have to open up the app called Authy, and it is connected to my Google account. 
and it will give me basically a second password. It's a six-digit number that I have to type in. And so I have um, second-factor authentication that I have to have not just my username and password to get signed into things, but this second factor from the app. Um, I have that set for um, Facebook, Dropbox, Slack, um, WordPress, Stripe, uh, MailChimp, uh, WePay, Xbox, um, Kickstarter, IFTTT. All of those I have second factor authentication on, mostly because I put my credit card in to them and stored them there and want to make sure even some of those purchases have to have that second factor. So Authy, A-U-T-H-Y, allows me to manage that. And you can set it up within the security settings of each one of those different apps. There you go. Uh, Joe, one last one? Uh, one last one's going to be two. They're both Google apps, and it's Google AdWords for your phone and Google Analytics for your phone. If you manage AdWords or if you have a free AdWords because you're a nonprofit or and you have analytics set up on your website, there it's so much easier than going to the website because you can see things. I can see that over the last week I've had a 2.83 click-through rating on all of my um, Google AdWords, which is great considering that one is considered one is considered positive. Um, and so it's just a great way to see um see things and see what they're asking you to do to, to help you have better analytics and better AdWords. So those are the two apps that are my final. All right. Um, Cap, what else you got? One last one? Yeah. Um, this, if you're a music lover, you use it. And if you're not so much, you might not use it as much. Um, but it's simple. It's Shazam. And, uh -huh. um, the reason why I bring it up is I just think everybody uses Shazam. And I went on a trip with a friend um, and um, basically uh, she was asking, oh, how come you, you know, you, you know, such great music. I don't know music. And I was like, oh, just Shazam. Um, you know, anytime I bop my head up and down, it, it finds out what song it is. And the reason why I think it helps me be a good camp director is that with my staff, I connect with them through music a lot of the times. So I right. create playlists during the summer. And a lot of the time staff are, they, they're like, your music is great. Where do you find your music? And it's literally when I'm watching TV and I'm like, oh, this is a great song. Or if I'm in a coffee shop, this is a great song. And I'm um, creating playlists that way. Um, but it's, it, it helps. It's a conversation starter. And I connect to it and then other people connect to that music. But if you're not, if you don't know where to find great music, just have Shazam on your phone. And then when you hear something where your head's, you know, or your knee is, your foot's tapping, you know, click Shazam and there you go. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Well, <laughs> listeners and, uh, and watchers, I'm sure you've been overwhelmed by this. I didn't keep a, a, a an app count number, but it looks like we're north of 50 probably. Uh, if you have any questions, please do get in touch with us or you have any feedback about this totally different format than usual. Um, you can send that. Uh, I'm at Camp Hacker on Twitter or Travis at CampHacker.tv um to do that thank you everyone for listening thanks to to dan who had to, to jump out and to gab and joe for being here if you appreciated what um you got out of this different format one way you could give us feedback is to leave an honest review on itunes go to camphacker.tv slash itunes or even use your own podcast app um and submit a review there especially if you're on android so um we're really grateful to everyone who has been listening or watching here on YouTube. And uh, we look forward to giving you many more shows this fall. We're just starting to release them into your feeds right now. So um, 
If you have any questions or things, please do get in touch with us. So we said goodbye to Dan already. Joe, if people have some follow-up with you, how do they get in touch? Uh, if people want to follow up, they can just get in touch with me at joe at campisbetter.com, which is our camp website, campisbetter.com, or they can see all of my social media feeds and whatnot through my personal site, which is yoyojoe.com, Y-O-Y-O-J-O-E.com. Excellent. Thanks, man. Thanks, Joe. Good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Gab, how about you? Um, people can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, Gabrielle Rail, Rail with two L's, or you can check out where I work at waro.com, O-U-A-R-E-A-U. Excellent. Thanks, Gab. Look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, and so thank you to both of them and to Dan. Um, we do want to thank our editor, Matt Hansberger, who, uh, is known as Iskis at some camps that he runs, um, for, for editing this for us. We appreciate everything you do, Iskis. Uh, you can find our show notes from this episode and the past tools of the week at camphacker.tv slash podcast. And thanks for the evening, friends. The Camp Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening. Camp Hacker bringing your world into focus.